And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Chris? Joe. Yeah. Hey, yeah, how's hey, it going? Hey, how listen, doing? buddy. Just a little concerned. I was looking for the next scheduled tour stories. I don't see it anywhere. Uh, it's oh, coming man. out tomorrow. Oh, we're publishing tonight? Yes. Oh, um, is there... Oh. I expect it to be there. Oh, God. Shoot. Sorry, dude. Um, what can I do? I know what I can do. I'm doing this yeah. thing tonight. Maybe I could... Uh, maybe I can just record it. I'm doing this thing tonight downtown, and maybe I can just record it, and that can be tour stories. Is that going to work? Whatever you can do. Okay. Oh, man, it's totally spaced it. Sorry. Okay. Hello? Hey. hey, it's Joe Plummer. I finally get to do a tour story. I share an experience I had in Sevilla, Spain when I was on tour with the Blackheart Procession. It's funny. It's scary. It's pretty good. In 2005, I went to Sevilla, Spain with the Blackheart Procession. It was the first time I'd ever been to Spain, and on our way there, we had a ton of delays. It took us forever to get there, probably two days. When we finally got there, it was mid-afternoon. Normally, when we flew to Europe from the States, we'd get there early in the morning and we'd have all day to burn and get used to the time change and deal with our jet lag with coffee and 
various substances that kept us awake or asleep. And again, on this day, we got there in the afternoon. So it was a bit of a relief to know that you were going to go to bed in maybe four to five hours versus nine to 10 hours. So when we got there, we were taken to the hotel and our rooms weren't ready yet. And our we dropped our bags and the promoter picked us up and took us around the beautiful city of Sevilla. We saw the cathedral and the university and I mostly remember it, uh, but when you have jet lag, it messes with your memory. So I do remember it being really hot. And we had a lunch. I'm sure we had some wine with lunch, which messes with your memory and your jet lag even more. And we continued a tour through the city. Next thing we know, it's dinner time, Spanish dinner time, which is pretty elaborate, or at least it was for us that day. A million courses, lots of food, wine, coffee, wine, coffee, wonderful. And the promoters were so nice and really took care of us. Next thing we know, it's around nine or 10, I bet. It's dark outside and we're headed back to the hotel and we're pretty exhausted and all uh, happy to be there and happy to get some sleep for the show the next day. As I said, we hadn't had our rooms assigned. So when we get to the front desk, they give us our rooms. Everyone gets their room separately, except for me and Toby, the keyboardist and piano player and guitarist, and we get a shared room, which, eh, it's a little weird. Not that we're too big for that, but we thought at that point we had moved on and we would be getting separate rooms. But whatever, we didn't care. So we get our keys and we walk up these steps through the lobby, right behind the lobby, and we kind of turn back around and our room appears to be above the lobby. We open the door and it's a giant loft suite and it has two bedrooms and two bathrooms and a giant living room. And uh, we're just like, oh, we understand now and we're psyched. So I use the bathroom and I open the window to the bathroom and I looked out and you can kind of see the top of the cityscape of Sevilla and you can see the cathedral poking out and it's beautiful and I'm like we gotta go we gotta look at this and as I'm looking out the window just below me is the roof to the hotel lobby and there's a skylight there and you can kind of see down into the lobby above us is another roof so I decide to investigate the roof above us. So I hop out the window, I'm standing on the roof above the lobby. I turn around and I pull myself up and I'm on top of the hotel, at the highest point of the hotel. It's not super high, it's probably three stories. So I'm up there and I'm looking, oh my God, this is beautiful. Uh, we should all come up here and hang, just to have a nightcap or something and check it out. And so I hop back down I go through the bathroom window. I tell Toby, I'm like, man, the view is beautiful up there. We should go up there and hang for a little bit. I'm gonna call everyone. So I call everyone. Everyone in the band comes over. I show them how to get out there. And I'm and we're all being really careful. And I'm telling people to be careful. So it's like, okay, we're helping each other out. So you hop out of the bathroom, you immediately turn around and pull yourself up onto the second roof. 
I'm the last one up. Everyone's up on the roof. I get up, we go and hang for 45 minutes. It's really fun. Take some pictures, of course. Then 45 minutes later, we decide to come down where everyone's pretty exhausted at that point. We're all being gentle, trying not to fall through the roof or, you know, fall over, whatever. Everyone's through. I'm the last one. I help the last guy in. He hops through the bathroom. I pull myself down from the top roof. I look back. I'm falling a little bit. My foot hits the skylight. Skylight cracks. I turn around and losing my balance. I, I see the crack happening. I catch myself and lean forward. And then I watch about a two foot by four inch piece of glass fall into the lobby. And I, as I'm hopping up, I see another crack forming and another small piece falls into the lobby. Wonderful. Uh, I just scurry into through the bathroom. I scurry in and everyone's like, what happened? And I'm like, Ugh. stepped on the skylight. I was telling everyone to be careful and I'm the one that messed up. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? What should I do? And knock, knock, knock on the door. Instinctually, someone just turns out the lights and everyone just goes frozen. Knocking continues. I'm just sitting there going like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? The knocking finally stops. Uh, we don't turn the lights back on, but everyone goes back to their rooms except for me and Toby. And we're sitting there and I'm just like, how am I gonna, I gotta deal with this. And Toby goes to bed, knocking happens again. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna look at this in the face and really take responsibility for this. So I walk over to the door, I open the door and it's this young man who was at the front desk earlier. And he looks pretty scared and in broken English, his English isn't very good. My Spanish is horrible. So we're barely communicating, but he's stressed. And he's like, above your guy, he kept saying your guys. And he's saying your guys, and, you know, mimicking exploding glass. And at one point he kind of says, you threw a bottle into the glass. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I was gonna really uh, step up responsibly for this, but instead I, play dumb and I just go, what, what happened? Like an idiot and a, a shameless fool. I keep playing dumb and he keeps saying you're guys and I'm kind of thinking, he doesn't think I'm in the band. It's probably because I'm the only one with short hair and everyone else has long hair and looks more rock and roll than me. And so I just say, I'm just like, what, uh, what do you mean? It's. I'm, it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done and shameful things I've done in my life because I was taking advantage of this guy. I was scared and I was just taking advantage of him. Foolish. Anyways, he goes, come with me. So I walk downstairs with him. We get under the skylight and I'm like, oh God, this is so bad. And there's glass everywhere. Luckily, no one was down there. And um, still with my little act and I'm just like looking up and I'm like what I don't know what happened and he keeps saying a bottle maybe someone threw a bottle I'm like I don't know and I just go I'll take care of it I'll talk to my guys he goes back to the front desk I go up into the room 
And I'm just laying there all night. I feel so guilty. I basically lied to this person because I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I thought it was going to be super expensive. After I found out no one got hurt, I just was only worried about how expensive it was going to be. So I'm laying awake all night. Thinking about what I'm going to do. I hear them cleaning up the glass at like four in the morning. They even get on the roof and clean up some glass and put some paper over it. It's right by my head. Just a reminder of my stupidity all night. Around nine in the morning, I just, I'm just like, I, I gotta, I really do have to step up now. I go downstairs, different front desk person, and I say, hey man, you know the glass thing last night, the broken skylight? I did that. And he's like, oh, you did it? And he doesn't really believe me at first. I'm like, I did it. I did it. I was, we were going on the roof. I tried to explain it to him and I'm like, I did it. And he goes, okay. And he looks a little, he looks serious. He looks a little stressed. He just goes, one minute, gets on the phone, speaking Spanish so fast. I have no idea what he's saying. I'm, I'm assuming he's on the phone with the manager or owner or something of this hotel. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, oh, God, I hope this isn't thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't know how much it's going to be, but whatever. I'm just going to pay for it. And if I have to make payments on my credit card, I will. So I'm, and I'm just holding my credit card. In walks the sweet promoter from the day before, and he, he senses there's some something going on with the guy on the phone. And he looks at me and goes, what's the matter? And I'm like, uh, I have to embarrassingly explain it to him again. And he's like, no, 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 you don't have to pay for it. You will not pay for it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pay for it. It was so stupid. I'm an idiot. I have to take responsibility for this. And he's like, no, you can't. And he kind of starts getting a little bit mad at me for wanting to pay for it. And I, um, I'm like, no, dude, I got, I got to pay for it. He starts, he makes the guy hang up the phone with the manager. They start what seems to be arguing, though I can't tell if they're actually arguing or not. And, and I kind of have to like break them up. I'm like, dude, guys, I, I'm going to pay for this. And the promoter finally relents and says, okay, okay. And he gets on the phone. I know he's trying to figure something else out. He gets on the phone really quick. And I tell the front desk guy, I'm paying for this. Tell, call your manager. Ask how much it is. He, gets, he calls again, and he's holding the phone, and he's like, it's going to be at least $100. And I'm like... Okay. It, whatever. Whatever. It's 100 bucks, And he's like... At least. And I'm like, how about just I give you $300 and put it on my card? And he's like, no, no, no. I don't want you to pay too much for it. And I was like, you people are too nice to a dumb American who broke a skylight and potentially killed someone in your lobby. Um, so I, he, does, he only takes $100 on my card. And I say, I'm staying here one more night. I'm going to check with you tomorrow. You tell me if it's more. And he's like, okay, okay. I'm like, hey, look, again, I'm sorry. Tell the guy from last night, I'm really sorry. I took advantage of him and it, 
I was tell the guy I'm really sorry. I'm I'm a dick for it. And he says, Oh, oh, you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, well, I do have to worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. This happens all the time. And I'm like, what happens all the time? He's like, the skylight breaks all the time, every summer. People are up there all the time. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was let off the hook a little bit. And it sounds like this happens all the time, but don't do that. Stupid. Don't go stepping on skylights. Anyways, I survived um, nearly falling into the lobby with a bunch of glass. I did not hurt anyone. It did only cost me $100. I should go back and maybe give them some more money someday. But anyways, the wonderful people of Sevilla excused my terrible touring rock and roll dude behavior and I'll never forget it. If you want to hear more tour stories like this, go to ruinousmedia.com slash tour stories and you can hear me talk to my pals about their ridiculous things they've done on tour. Yeah.